Kramer here with the game day to do a little stock up, stock down, stock watch before we get into our stocks. Uh, you can follow us on social media, Twitter. Uh, please join the conversation. We're producing a lot of content now. I'm really happy to be involved in that content, doing a podcast uh, throughout the week as well. So before you get in your NFL picks, come check us out. It's lighthearted. It's informative. Uh, we we want to have fun with you guys, but we also want to give you the information that you have before you you know really lock in on Sunday. So uh, appreciate all the feedback, the comments, the shares, everything else. Okay, with that, I want to start with something um personal to me. This is a stock up that is indeed near and dear to my heart. And it's a stock up for the New York Jets. Now I'm going to stop, just take a breath. Okay. Nothing with the Jets this year is stock up. So what you have to do when I say this is stock up dot, 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 you know, to get the number one overall draft pick, AKA Trevor Lawrence. It has been a miserable year. It has been a miserable five years. I've been a Jets fan or was born a Jets fan and been that way most of my life, pretty much all of my life, and I don't have many good memories of this team, okay? Just being honest with you guys. So when they are idle on a Sunday and good things happen, that is a pathetic way to live your your fan life, but that's the way it is. And on Sunday, good things happen. The New York Giants beat Washington 23-20 to get their second win of the year. The Atlanta Falcons won. Third win. Okay, the Vikings beat the Lions for their third win. I don't really view those teams as competition. But look, I'm going to take everything I can get. And the Texans beat the Jaguars to get their second win. Okay, great news. That pick, by the way, goes to the Dolphins. That's terrible news for the the Texans. Oh, my goodness, Bill O'Brien, what have you done? But the only bad news in that is that the Texans played the Jaguars and somebody had to get their second win and somebody was going to stay with one win. And the Jaguars started... um, Luton from Oregon State, okay? That's a quarterback that I watched in college. I couldn't believe when I heard he was starting. Um, You know, he played okay, frankly, in his first start. He didn't play too bad, but the Jaguars clearly are going to try to tank harder than the Jets. And Jaguars, I'm telling you right now, you look at me, you do not out-tank the Jets. You might, actually, and we'll talk about that momentarily. But I think for the Jets, these are the kind of Sundays you need. The Jets should not hopefully not win a game this season. The schedule is pretty difficult. Here's who they have, by the way. I've looked at this a few times. Okay, they got, you know, the Pats, Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, at Patriots. Again, they go to Seattle, and they go to the Rams in back-to-back weeks. That's going to be horrendous. The Raiders played well. The Dolphins look good. Justin Herbert and the Chargers looks awesome. I don't think this is going to go well. Is there a win on there? There might be. I hope not. But that's what the Jets are going to try to do. The Jaguars, actually, their schedule is is brutal. And the, the tough part about this, if you're going to get into the nitty-gritty, and let's do it, the tiebreaker for this, let's say the Jets and the Jags each finish with one win, is strength of schedule. So, if it came to that, I think the Jaguars would probably have an edge, unfortunately, for the Jets. But let's hope it doesn't come to that. That's a stock up for the Jets. I know. I know it's sad. I've got nothing else to add. You're right. It is set, but it's a still stock up for the Jets to get Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, is going to be awesome. Let's just let's acknowledge that too. stock down running backs. Now, I am fascinated by this now. And I also want to say something. I if you have a good running back off the top, you should pay that running back. Okay, pay Alvin Kamara, pay Christian McCaffrey. I don't know about Ezekiel Elliott, but pay guys that make your offenses go. When Christian McCaffrey is back, and we saw that with the Panthers, they were so much better, right? But here's the thing. Sunday, how many running backs did we have with 100 yards? 
Zero. Okay, that's that's a lie. I'm testing you. We had one, but technically he didn't have 100 yards. Dalvin Cook had 200 yards. That dude is on one, by the way. I do not have him in fantasy football. I really, really wish that I did. Dalvin Cook was your only 100-yard running back, okay, on Sunday. That includes Thursday's game as well. He had 200 yards. The other player with 100 yards rushing, that would be Kyler Murray, Arizona quarterback, okay? So here is where we are. In those 13 games that we saw on Sunday, the leading rusher had 60 yards or less in six of them. That is just strange. Look at the statistics. Run up and down the statistics, and you'll see that rushing yards in general. Look at some of these totals, right? Taysom Hill, leading rusher in the Saints-Bucks game with 54 yards. Todd Gurley, 53 yards. DJ Dallas, okay, injuries in Seattle, 31 yards. Leading rusher in a game, 31 yards. Leading rusher in a game where they scored over 70 points. Derrick Henry, 68 yards. Okay, there's the bell count. Lamar Jackson, 58 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 69 yards. But, and this is the but, right? This is the interesting thing. The position is evolving. Christian McCaffrey, just because he ran for that doesn't mean he's bad. He's the opposite of bad. He's quite good, and we're glad to have him back. I think what you're starting to see, and you're going to continue to see, is the Alvin Kamara treatment, the Christian McCaffrey treatment, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, what they're going to do with him in Kansas City, where, you know, those traditional guys of 20, 25 uh, rushing yards a game, I just think we're going to see less and less of it. And and this maybe the scariest part if you're a running back is you look at those rushing outputs and you look at the total points scored. The game has been changing for a while, right? I, this is not some late-breaking news that I'm delivering to you. But it's interesting to see on a Sunday with these many points, and, and it'll transition nicely into my uh, third item here, how little the running backs factored in traditionally running the ball. And... I don't think we're going to see more of that. You've got really good young quarterbacks that are going to stay good. We've got more of them coming, hopefully some to the Jets. And I think that's going to be the trend moving forward. And finally, my stock to watch. And again, timing here impeccable. The under. Okay, under stock. Uh, On the podcast last week, we talked about the overs, right? And the overs being um, just having themselves a year. 62-55-1. Heading into last week. So it's not tremendous. This is why they're in the stock to watch. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Sunday, overs, 7, 4, and 1. Okay? It was a great, great day, okay, for overs. Let's look at some of them, right? Seattle Buffalo, over. Those points galore. Denver, Atlanta, way over. Detroit, Mich- uh, Detroit Minnesota, over. Okay, there's a couple unders. Baltimore, Indy. Even Pittsburgh, Dallas, which looked like a surefire under for a while. Nearly went over we explored it on the podcast okay part of it is the style of play so the the stock down and the stock watch kind of relate more passing quicker drives more explosiveness etc that's part of it part of it might be half empty stadiums i think that's a big part i talked about in the podcast i think if you're an away team right now and you go to a place that's traditionally really really difficult to play you go to a seattle you go to a pittsburgh Okay, you go to a place where normally you know you're in for it. Um, I just don't think you're 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 getting that same kind of treatment where you normally would. I think home field advantage is not what it was. Obviously, it's still traveling, it's still difficult, but it's not what it was, and I think that's impacting it a great deal. And like the running back style, I don't necessarily think this is something that's going to change. Now, granted, we're not going to be in a pandemic, hopefully, forever. 
We're going to get fans back in the stadium. We're going to see these things evolve. I think the only, uh, and that's, but that's long-term. Short-term, I think the only thing that can really bring less points is the weather. I live in Chicago. Um, the weather normally stinks here. It was 75 degrees this weekend. I, I have no idea, right? Is the weather going to change the scoring output in some places, places like Buffalo, places like Chicago, although their offense stinks. I don't know if that matters. Scoring output there may, may you know, weather, whatever. I'm not sure that's going to impact what Matt Nagy does. Maybe the weather changes it, maybe not. It certainly seems like the game of football is, is speeding up. Uh, it seems like the style is impacting this. And the overs, for whatever reason, are doing extraordinarily well. Um, so there it is. Stock up, stock down, stock watch. Do this every week. Um, really appreciate you guys following this, sharing this, commenting on this. I am really excited to be with this, um, you know, with these guys. I've always had a passion, obviously, for the gambling side, but specifically just football as a whole. You can check my feed out at Kegs and Eggs. There's some football. There's some college football. There's some lawn care tips if you're into that. There's some dad tips as well for all the dads out there. Or not. Take them or leave them. Uh, but yeah, check us out the game day. We'll have the podcast this week. And uh, look forward to connecting with you guys. Have a great one. <laughs>